Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Area crowd, what is crackalackin', sir? What you got going on? Yo, you were you were serenading me with some some guitar as we were getting ready. They they trying missed out on that. To, yeah, trying to I don't know uh, hone some skills. I I guess I should like pick up the skill first before I hone it. But <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, not not much, man. But uh, work, just in case anyone needs a good bard, you're ready at any time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I would be just as annoying as as a bard would be, I think. Uh, the, uh, um, excuse me, that wasn't a guitar, it was a lute. Thank you very much. <laughs> um uh actually, <laughs> I think that makes me a liar. Um But yeah, I uh I'm enjoying the weather around here. I know a lot of the country and world is kind of not mm-hmm. faring so well, but we we have like 50s and 60s around here. Oh wow. Uh, Loving it, man. It's been, it's actually been kind of 80 here and not overly humid, which is crazy. Cause a lot of times, as you know, this time of year would be like 90 and 90% humidity or warmer. Mm-hmm. So, um, I've actually been okay. You know, uh, as uh, far you, as that you've goes, you've guys gone already gone through a spell. So yeah, we have. Um, so yeah, speaking of going through spells, what a mm. segue, uh, one man who went for a spell that caused his death was the Summerton Man. I always think of Hey Culligan Man. Hey Summerton Man. Um, <laughs> yeah. That is the gift that kept on giving for many, many, many years. The Summerton Man. Well, guess what? What? Mystery Man solved uh, DNA, they say, points to identity. The identity of the Summerton man, uh, the, a professor claims that. So it's kind of cool. Many, many, many of you sent this to me. I had already kind of seen it, so I don't want to give 30 people credit because uh, you all <laughs> sent it. So thank you to all of you. There's been a professor who's dedicated decades to solving the identity, and he did it through when they, the the Summerton man was found before they buried him. They did a death mask, as they would do. And the death mask, of course, can collect hairs and, and things like that. So he had hairs and using DNA sequencing, his name was, um, hold on one second here. Derek Abbott from the university of, of Adelaide says the body of a man found on the city's beaches in 1948 belonged to Carl Charles Webb, an electrical engineer and instrument maker born in Melbourne in 1905. They, Use DNA sequencing. Abbott says he and Fitzpatrick, uh, another person working on it, were able to locate the final pieces of the puzzle. 
that have been, of course, captivated historians. This podcast, we've talked about it many times and all this stuff. And you, everyone knew that he had that piece of paper for the Tom and Shud uh, that mm. was in there. Well, it just so happens that old Carl was a poet. And uh, he was big into poetry. And that kind of means that one of the reasons he might have had that. It said, here's a quote. He said, it's like one of these folklore mysteries that everybody wants to solve. And we did. Um, Fitzpatrick has investigated other cold cases, including the disappearance of Amelia Earhart and the 1948 crash of Northwest Flight 4422. This all comes from the CNN article on this. It just felt like I climbed. And I was at the top of Mount Everest. That's a quote from Abbott about figuring out who he was. <laughs> they they go into who he, who the Summerton man was, what they knew, and then who Charles Webb or Carl, he went by, was. They said there's little known about his early life. He, he was married to a Dorothy Robertson, uh, also known as Doff Webb. Uh, she went by Doff. <laughs> she was a Sith Lord? Doff. <laughs> not, not Darth, but Doff. Yeah. Um. um when Webb emerged as the prime person of interest in the family tree, Abbott and Fitzgerald set to work. They figured out that she, you know, he was where it was. They looked at, they thought it was him. They went down the family tree. Um, they looked at last known records, uh, which was actually in April of 47 when he kind of went off. So they figured it out through for a bunch of, of sleuthing. They also exhumed the body, did DNA testing. Uh, uh, Abbott said he's not taking his findings to the police yet. They're conducting a parallel investigation. They're the ones who uh, exhumed the bones and stuff like that. Their protocol is not to talk about a case until their part is done. They will most likely approach us, the University of Adelaide, after our announcement. And if the DNA findings are incontrovertible, which they are, so... Uh, they leaves more questions than answers. What was he doing there? Why no one claim him? Things like that. But at least they got a name with the face. Kind of hmm. crazy after all these years, stuff like this can be solved. Doesn't that just blow you away a little bit? It gives you hope for some things, you know, like, right. Like, th and this is the guy that they found on a beach somewhere. Yeah, he was on a right? beach and he, like he had, you know, he was wearing, you know, nice clothing. He had, you know, cigarettes. He had a torn piece of a book in his in his pocket. Now the book they ended up finding later in the back of a car and this woman who they thought had something to do with it. And she wouldn't talk to the police. It was just, there were so many things. Now he was an electrical engineer. Spycraft is something that has been lofted about a lot with this. Mm. Um, they can't say one way or another. They still don't know why he was there, what he was doing, how he really died, things like that. But um, it seems like he, um, he was just a regular bloke. <laughs> Yes and no. I mean, you know, if he was doing Maybe. his job as a spy, then that's a hard yeah. thing to say one way or another. You know what I mean? Spy's kind of a catch-all in this. It's, right. It's just, Doesn't that just seem like a lazy explanation? You know what I mean? Yeah, but bit, uh, yeah. but you know what? At least, you know, oh, Carl, Charles. But I don't know any Charles that go by Carl, but now I do. So Carl Charles. Carl Webb. Uh, your Charles. Okay. I don't know if he went James by Carl Webb? or Charles. I don't know. Carl Charles Webb. Anyway, that's the name to the old Summerton man. And it's pretty wow. cool. Like you said, that th things like this are still being figured out. Gives mm -hmm. you a little bit of hope.
I don't know what for, but it does me. I don't know what. Well, I don't have any skeletons know. in my closet that I need help identifying. But if I did, <laughs> Adelaide, I mean, how many mysteries do we have these days? That none we of your love goddamn business. I'll tell you that right now. I see. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, what about uh, one day they're going to find something to solve Dyatlov Pass? Yeah. You know? Yeah. That you know, would be that would be insane. And the reason that that is is because the pass and Summerton man have captured people's imagination. So they're still being worked on and looked into. Um, Unfortunately, not everything gets that same kind of coverage, but you know, it, it, as they do these things, then it means that we've got other ways of sleuthing, so to speak in the future. So it always, Mm -hmm. you can unload new skills into the world. So it's not a bad thing, no matter what, how it goes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's my story. We're going to go to break. And when we come back, you're going to hit us with some flaring nostrils or something like that. I don't know. I didn't really mm-hmm. pay attention. Ah. All right, that's coming up on Blurry Hysteria. Nation, what difficulties did you have with learning a new language in school or whenever you did it? Did you do it through textbooks or did you try to use some weird online thing. I know I took two years in high school and two years in college and I knew nothing. And that's because I wasn't using something like what we have been blessed to have as a longtime sponsor. And we use it. Rosetta Stone. They're the most trusted language learning program and it's available on desktop or as an app. And the reason why I enjoy doing it it immerses you in the language you want to learn instead of just being silly drills and a class you can sleep through. <laughs> I definitely use it. I, I think it's really cool how they have the speech recognition program on there. It gives you the feedback on the pronunciation. Are you making fun stuff. of me because I can never do that? That's what you're getting at right now. Like, <laughs> That's what it, it's like, what are you trying to do? Do it right. <laughs> Uh, but it is really cool. They've got all kinds of lessons. You can do it uh, offline. You don't even have to be online for it. That is great because it's right there in your pocket or at your home and you can do it. You got 15 minutes. Let's go to town. Let's do it. You know, and mm-hmm. it's amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages available for any trips. You need language in life. You need to brush up on stuff. Maybe you just met a girl or a guy or a non-binary and they're from uh, somewhere else. Somewhere, you know, who knows? Well, if they're in the one of the 25, Rosetta's going to work for you. And <laughs> you get lifetime access to all of that. And there is a 50% offer. So it is a steal. So don't put off learning language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Hysteria 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for that 50% off that I just told you about. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, a today. All right. From the shores of Australia to space. What are we working with? Um, Spurs. So this one uh, was sent to us by Thomas Ford. Thanks, Thomas. Uh, this is, this was from about a month ago, giant sunspot doubled in size in 24 hours and it's pointing right at earth. Uh Uh-oh. So a sunspot, It's um, coming right for us. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. Aims the barrel. We're, we're staring down the barrel of uh, a giant sunspot out of nowhere. (laughs) Solar flare possibly. So sunspots, 
um, are are uh, these patches on the sun's surface? They're created by powerful magnetic fields, mm-hmm. um, and what happens is uh, they'll they'll grow, and at some point, something will snap, and they will release um, this these energy bursts of radiation called solar flares. You know, they mm-hmm. uh, you may have heard the term coronal mass ejections. Well, that's what these things are. Sunspots will eventually. Um, e- eject this stuff. Mm-hmm. Problem is, if it's big enough and aimed in the right direction, it could come over Earth and cause some problems. Uh, um, yeah. The, th- so, real quick, as I was reading this, also, the problems are terrifying from the the mundane to the uh, uh, all life ending. <laughs> it's just crazy uh, how far they can go one way or the other. Exactly. Yeah. The bigger it is, the the worse off you'll be. Um, <laughs> these th- oh, doesn't my wife know that? <laughs> she doesn't, <laughs> unfortunately for her. <laughs> <laughs> these things, they usually, um, the sun will have, you know, periods of, of high sunspot activity mm-hmm. and scientists have narrowed it down to 11 year cycles. Yeah. Um, and... Right now, it's on on the rise. Um, they they think it'll reach a maximum activity period in 2025, and then it'll start you know going silent again. But um, they can be pretty bad, and they think that um, the 1859 Carrington event, yeah, they've named, um, released the same energy as 10 billion one megaton atomic bombs slamming the earth with uh, solar particles mm-hmm. and at the time it fried telegraph systems it created auroras all over you know you didn't have to be at a certain light it was just kind of all over yeah um and uh it it's it would be if that happened today it would be so catastrophically worse because we have so many electronics and systems Think that would be Think of all satellites going offline up. from that mm-hmm. things like that but then on top of that that is one thing it could also strip the earth of its atmosphere if it was big enough and just dead that is yeah that that would be insane we don't you know what our notification is 8 minutes 8 minutes is when it uh, is the time it takes Light for light to, yeah, yeah. to travel. I mean, they from can the see something coming, but but they can have you know unpredicted blowoffs. You know that. Um, yeah. You know, and these things, not just these solar flares, they travel through space, not just from our sun. There can be these bursts that come through and just wreck shop. And they've happened in the past, like you're talking about. Now, the magnitude is what dictates how you know bad or good it can be. And if we were good, good. <laughs> well, good, I mean, maybe because, you know, if we were uh, warring with another planet, we might be able to harness it and use it as a weapon. <laughs> oh, that's good, right? That's what then we could we could manipulate it with drugs and or the occult. If you're listening to this week's actual regular episode. Anyway. Yeah. Ask Alderaan about it. <laughs> Oopsie. <laughs> right, right, right. I don't know, man. Um, it's terrifying to not know. It is. I mean, the the thing you're mentioning is a um, gamma ray burst, which mm. can originate gamma ray from burst another, from another. You're right, not the same. Yeah, but yeah, system and that if it's big enough and and hits us exactly at the right place, right time, 
I mean, everything's fried instantly. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's it's just like, hey, nice knowing you. It is nice to know that as the, the, it would come through Earth and there would be a point in time, might be for a microsecond, where everyone was cooked perfectly. Smells delicious. <laughs> <laughs> You, you smell some long pork? Um, <laughs> now, oh, I, I, oh, never I, mind. <laughs> I tried to um, to follow this this up. This was around um, June twenty third ish, and so it was it was pointing directly at us. Well, uh, I tried to follow up on it, and it looks like the flare, which is um, from the sunspot, they titled AR thirty thirty eight. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, it, uh, I, I think it, it let out a little like queef and then it started to weaken. (laughs) I like the way your mind works. (laughs) Um, I, it didn't, whatever it did, it didn't do it towards us. And, uh, luckily it, sunspots take a couple of weeks to move around the sun and, you know, whatever they do on the other side of the sun is their business, but, um, it, uh, nothing happened basically. So we, we avoided a very big cannon that was pointed right at us, uh, as it kind of grew and changed and morphed and moved around the sun. So yikes. (laughs) Yeah. Like I think you just summed it up uh, perfectly. Yikes. (laughs) That's, that's my scientific, uh, uh, the, my, I'm sorry, my scientician's opinion. <laughs> uh, the, the scariest thing might be that this kind of stuff is going to ramp up for the next three years. Yep. Yep. And then we get a lull for and 11 then it'll years. Start, yeah. On the downside, if we mm-hmm. survive that, then yeah, we're, we'll, mm. we'll be okay-ish. Yeah. Okay-ish. Uh, yeah. Well, so that means in six fun. years, we might be in the same spot. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of okay-ish, uh, you heard uh, I have a hernia, so that's fun. Getting ready to go in for surgery on that. Not okay-ish. It's not a sunspot, but it is a uh, <laughs> a spot where my intestines decided they wanted to be on the outside. So that's fun. <laughs> Get me out of here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. All he does is eat. <laughs> I need a break. <laughs> I need a vacation. I hear it's nice on the outside. <laughs> uh, so, Very yeah. Sunny. That's what I got no going on. No humidity right now. Yeah, no, right. Yeah. I don't know, man. You, you got anything else in the world happening right now other than, you know, excruciating abdominal pain? No, for me, I'm uh, inching closer to getting the documentary released. We got our third cut of it and everything man, continues to fall awesome. into place, which is nice. And we're just trying to pick up little shots here and there that we're needing uh, missing from you know the mm-hmm. placeholders and things like that um, that's exciting as hell man i mean you it's, it's yeah especially uh, hammering this out while the world was in literally literally in lockdown uh was when you guys started was that's part of it's lockdown. like yeah two years of it where we we were pushed back because of all that bs mm-hmm. but uh it's uh yeah it's coming together it's very slow there's three of us working on it right now and two of the three don't actually control the editing of it we've got one editor yeah, yeah. and you know he's he's doing the best he can to keep up with it and um uh kind of do it in in addition to his regular day job and stuff so yeah it's very cool it's slow going but well but you're going. learning the process you're learning how this that works. is true too yeah if we do you it know? again yeah yeah it, it should take a quarter of the time yeah hopefully. exactly that's always interesting how that works and um 
Uh, I've been on movie sets. I've done some things here and there and it's hurry up and wait. And you just, it's sure it is excruciatingly slow paced for some people, you know, well, uh, me being some people, (laughs) the nice thing about doing an independent production like this is, you know, on set when we were filming and stuff, there were five of us there. It was me and Derek. We had a sound guy, a camera guy and a producer. And, um, and so it went very smoothly, yeah. you know, when we were doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the the biggest, I think, setbacks were that the drone that we were using wouldn't work because it was so hot. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> it yeah. literally flew up and then started and to melt up. and came yeah. right back down. <laughs> yeah, Jesus, no fun, man. So that was wild. How much ice can we pack on this and it still fly? <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ugh. Well... Uh, I'm excited. I can't wait. So, and uh, inching in forward is awesome when you're almost at the end. So that is cool. Well, that's been our thoughts this week, and we will see you next week with more blurry hysteria. Bye. Wait up. Meeting adjourned.